So I've asked this question before, not in every season that I've ever done, but um, I feel like you two are, are great people to answer this question. Um, what do you hope for for your character, this this character? Not what you hope for necessarily in this one session, just like in life. What do you think would be, what, what would make you happy for for um, for Rose and for Manu? Hmm. I think for Rose, I would hope that she would eventually find her real footing in this artistic world in Paris. And I would hope for her some peace around her, whatever that deuced peculiar business that is thing. called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. hope for her to find some answers for that because I think a lot of her life is searching for those, for clarity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that would be it. Cool. And for Manu, maybe to find, like, a, to settle, to, like, calm down and, like, build a community and a home where she feels like she doesn't need to be, like, flitting from here to there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think that feels right to, like, yes, to feel, I think but for both of you to find some peace, but maybe, maybe in slightly different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that what isn't that what we hope for everybody though? Just, <laughs> don't, we all, don't we all just yeah. want to find some peace? Is it just for Manu? Oh <laughs> that would be nice. That yeah. would be nice. When you know, whenever this is what releasing in 2023, let's put that yeah. out into the world as some intentionality. Right? I love it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift peace is playing in the background. Oh my yeah. god. Yes. Ugh. No, that's the opposite message, yeah. I think. I, yeah, I was going to say, but you know what? So, she's got a song for everything, you know? That's right. I she do really love does. that song. Yeah. It's one of my favorite songs on that right. album. Peace in 2023 mm-hmm. and potentially, um, you know, Era's tickets that we can all afford. How about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. I, I can't. I don't even hope for that. I've never <laughs> yeah. in a million years, You're but like, I think I would get that. No, life peace is probably more achievable than Era's tickets. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump back in. We're going to jump right back in. Um, you learned a lot of things in the last episode, primarily that Yvonne Michelet has gone crazy, but that he seems to be kind of has called upon or is being controlled by or some combination a being called the Duchess of Ice. And his love or rage or jealous, his love for or his rage about or jealousy about the situation with Denise Danton is fueling the Duchess of Ice, whether she's the one committing the murders or whether he's the one committing the murders through her or by her power, something like that. And you have also spoken with some some students of the occult who have shared with you that in with beings like this, there are two things you can do to kind of weaken their power. The first is to is to do something to to weaken or to harm the connection between the person that has summoned the being and the being itself. Um whether that's by less by lowering the emotions that have done the, that have created the connection or by actually killing the person and then the other is that oftentimes these beings come in pairs or come in kind of opposing forces and so if you want to if you want to you should be able to use the power of of one to weaken the other um and i think right at the end manu had this this um she remembered seeing this blacksmith shop that she had noticed earlier in the day that was called Le Duc de Feu, uh, the Duke of Fire. Um, and so we will pick up as the two of you, it's about 10 p.m., and the two of you are leaving the the dark basement bar where you talked with the occultists and are, I assume, deciding what you want to do. And would, um, would Manu have shared that thing that she thought about with Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe as we're leaving, I'll be like, oh, that thing they said about, um, the thing they said. Oh, my exanta. I saw the, the Duke de Feu. Maybe that is something. Um, so, I mean, yes, like, right as they're leaving, they're bundling up again, heading back out into this winter, um, landscape. I think that hearing that from Manu, Rose, Rose is sort of considering, I mean, which way are they headed? Are are they actually, like, headed towards somewhere? Or, like, is this before we leave? Before you leave, I think. Okay. Yeah. So I think, like, you know. Yeah. I think (laughs) that, like, you know, we're, 
you know, we're thanking the the occult students who are like fully in their cups at this point. Um, you know, for <laughs> their um for their their thoughts and like just the information they've given. I think they're like kind of bundling up, preparing for their next go. And I think Rose Rose as she's like buttoning her coat again and tying her scarf. She's thinking, you know, her brow is is, is furrowed. She's deep in concentration. Then she turns to Manu and says, "This this Duke of Fire, uh, blacksmith." I mean, who is to say, out of everything that we've learned today, that this isn't, that that isn't real, that that isn't potentially someone else on this earthly plane connecting with one of these deities to help them to do their bidding? Is it worth potentially going to see this person and and trying to find out if, if there is... If this is just merely an, an idiom, you know, and uh, just a play on words for their business, or if there's something deeper to that, something that we could get assistance with, something we could tap into. To go tonight? No, I, I, tonight would be my desire, but my assumption is that they are closed. Uh, I, I, I fear waiting another night to find who, who doesn't it's rise tomorrow dangerous. morning with another frozen heart the closer we get to this wedding but it makes more sense to approach them during the day we can go let's go by or, let's go by okay. and on our way on our way back just to see just to see if it's mm-hmm. open if anyone is there and then if not we can regroup in the morning agree do we know our driver's name yet <laughs> <laughs> what I, didn't i say it was garçon <laughs> <laughs> Which is that's not a name, right? Like no, that's, that's a title. Like, <laughs> not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's his name, though. Yeah. That, that, it's it's yeah. really unfortunate. That's yeah. what they. That's what they call. Uh-huh. That's what his parents called it's him. Like a forty-year-old man named Boy. Boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like guy. It's like. It, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know he's, yeah. A, he's a French Gee. name. But, yeah. <laughs> yes. So you you get in the carriage and you drive through the through the surprisingly dark for its nickname. Paris city streets to Mm -hmm. the blacksmith shop and you get out closed sign is on you know the the there's like a sign hanging on the door that says closed but you think you both swear that you can hear the clinking of metal coming from inside you can't there's no one like in the there's no one in like the shop part at the front that you can Mm -hmm. see through the window but like you swear that in the back maybe where maybe where the actual blacksmith shop is like the actual like workshop is you can hear cl- the clinking of metal back there mm. and as you also as you look through the Warm. window you also see hanging above the like above where the counter is like behind the counter like prominently displayed this dagger but it's so noticeable because the the hilt or not the hilt the blade is like glowing with fire as if it was as if it was like being smithed at that moment right and and had been like heated so that you could like mold the metal mm. but it's just hanging like mounted above Ooh, cool the okay. above the 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 shop counter all right well this person's up to something then yeah cuz that seems to defy science um <laughs> or you know what i know about you. science in 1895 yeah. but yes did you guys ever learn the jabberwocky poem when you were younger vaguely no. it's like the vorpal blade went snickersnack yeah, yeah, yeah. like that just came it's like a vorpal blade up there um, a vorpal blade that's a that's a real thing in D. it's uh oh really you, yeah if, if someone gets it's like very expensive but if you hit a creature with it the creature has to make a save or their head comes off whoa that poem is so cool. My youngest brother had to like memorize the whole thing in kindergarten, and he would like act it out. It was very nerdy and cute. That is cool. Oh I won't say okay. his name, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who you are. You uh, know yeah. who you are. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe. Uh-huh. Um, so this this smithy, this is like is it is <clears throat> the building like in the middle of a bunch of other buildings? Is there an alleyway? To go around uh, yeah, to the back, or I think there's an alleyway that you can mm-hmm. get around to the back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think I think this has for Rose. This is immediately like seeing this blade that's glowing and all that kind of stuff. Like, 
it feels like maybe for the first time that day that like stuff is starting to click into place. Like she is like, despite so much of this, like bending her understanding of the world, this just finally feels like they're potentially on like the right track towards something. And so almost immediately she like, you know, there, I think she has, she's got like her gloved hands, like pressed up against the window. You know, they see the, she sees the blade and then she pulls away and I think almost immediately like walks to the side and then the other side just to see which alleyway looks like it's going to lead all the way back to the building because she's like ready to go. She wants to check this out. And Manu is like mm-hmm. so tired, but she's like, I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> okay. We're in it. I love that. Okay. So then I think, I think that, you know, with a quick, quick glance back at Manu with sort of that innate feeling that she will follow her, Rose starts to head down the alleyway to see if she can see where like the back, where the actual forge is. Sure. And as you get around back, you do see like signs of a chimney um, that's like puffing with smoke as if there is a flame burning back there. Mm-hmm. And you definitely hear the distinct sounds of metal clanging on metal. And there's like a there's like a heavy metal door in back. Okay. Um, I think that Rose will approach the door and just give a very, like, strong knock onto it, kind of, like, pounding onto it. Sure. And so you hear the metal clanging stop, and a few moments later, a man opens up the door. He's, like, wearing, he's, like, wearing, like, a heavy apron and, like, something covering his face, and he kind of lifts it up, and he says, Yes? Rose has met her match. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Rose Rose starts with no preamble. She opens right a- away. She opens up immediately. The Duke of Fire. Is he real? Oh. He? What do you mean he? The Duke of Fire. Is is it real? Who's helping you in this forge tonight? No one is helping me. I do my own work. The Duke of Fire is the Duke of Fire is the name of of a of a of a dagger, of a blade. Is it the one glowing in the front of your shop? Yes, yes, that's it's my it's my greatest achievement. Impressive. Who who are you two? Why are you here at my forge? It's it's he he looks at his eighteen ninety five watch. <laughs> it's it is past ten o'clock. Why are you here? Manu like has a second wind, you know. <laughs> she just looks at him like we are in need of your help. <laughs> what um what, what investigative ability would you like to use? We're going back to the bone of me? Probably. Yeah. You get a lot of mileage on that. <laughs> yeah, raised on a farm. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, bonomi. I'm just like a bit damsel in distress, sort of. He like looks over at Manu and then looks back at Rose and says, What is it that you need? He doesn't seem particularly convinced by by <laughs> um by your your uh, your bonomi. Okay, so I think Rose will say can we step inside? We have a matter of great urgency, and I think you're the only person who can help us. And I think I want to—I want to use—I want to lean on my steel for that. I like it. I like it. He sees the seriousness in your eyes, and he opens the door and lets you inside. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. So I think we will go in with him, and you know, Rose will step inside and 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 take off her gloves and tuck them in her pocket, um, and she'll say. Thank you. My name is Rose uh, Fallowby. I'm a student. I'm a sculptor at the local, what is it called? College? Uh, yeah, yeah, let me yeah. T- let me actually tell you what <laughs> okay. it's called. I never actually yeah. looked this up in either of the okay. actual seasons. Yeah. Um, but it is called École de, B- de Beaux-Arts. École de Beaux-Arts. Okay. Okay. So let's just say, you know, thank you for letting us in. Uh, I'm Rose Fallaby. I'm a student at the École de Beaux-Arts. Uh, and this is my friend Manu. We have experienced a day unlike no other. And I know that the hour is late and, and we come to you with, with great urgency. But I have reason to believe that your skill has been aided by what can only be known as the Duke of Fire. I only say this because we ha- today alone have encountered a duchess of ice and snow, and she is wreaking havoc through the city. I know this sounds madness. This sounds madness to me today as well, but I have seen things that I cannot unsee, and I need to ask simply your honest truth. 
he can tell how serious you're being and whether or not he believes in being otherworldly beings or anything like that. He wa- He seems like he wants to share with you what he knows. And he says, I have never been contacted or, or aided by anyone called the Duke of Fire. I, 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 I'm not sure that I believe in, in what you're saying, but there was one strange thing that happened to me and it, it, it changed my life. I was working in, in my forge and was creating that very dagger that I mentioned, that very dagger that you saw. I was creating it for a client and as I was forging the dagger, I went to cool it after I had made it and the fire would not leave the metal. It stayed glowing as you see it. And as I looked down at the hilt, I saw in a strange script something that I had not put there, something that I had not carved into the hilt. It said, Le Duc de Feu, written in script. I must tell you that though the, the heat of the dagger has cooled, the glow has never gone away. I have never been able to recreate that, but just the the, the interest that people take when they see that piece piece of artwork that I am not sure how I created or, or if I created has been enough to bring me great success i i have never questioned it it was just a a strange thing and and i felt like good luck i think like him describing this story especially when he hits that moment where he says you know something has happened to me that i've never been able to explain and he starts going into it like rose is like elated like even if it's only just like her eyes are like lighting up it's just like this moment of, oh, my God. And I think she turns to Manu and, and, and she reaches out to her friend and she grabs her hand very quickly and she goes, this is right. We are at the right place. Um, and I think she turns back to the blacksmith and says, thank you. Thank you so much for, for your honesty. Have you ever been able to call upon whatever this was that aided you in creating this blade again? Have you ever found moments of the same feeling and the same type of connection? I have not. I, I, I assure you I have tried many times. The only connection that I have is, is that blade. Oh, Monsieur, clearly you are an artist. Who were you making that sword for? Of whom were you thinking when you made that, that sword? It was uh, a noble, someone, uh, a, a member of the aristocracy here in Paris who asked me to make them a blade i i admit i made a different one for them and gave that to them and kept this one for myself it felt too precious too unique to to give away certainly no how does this work i know i'm like very like stuck on this because it feels like i think i'd want to ask him to like try and call upon that feeling again as like the antithesis of but maybe like maybe we could bring him to um, the poet's apartment with the blade, or he could yeah. like stab this ice thing with the blade. Yeah, there's so many different things <laughs> we could try, but it's like hard to say. Like, what is the pinpoint of it, right? Because I feel like the symbols have already done their damage. Like, either they're like markers of like yeah. having killed somebody, or they were on there to kill them, but they're like done, right? We but... gotta kill Yvonne with the blade. <laughs> You think so? Yeah. Yeah. He already killed two people. I know. Well, maybe he killed two people. I mean, through his intentions. So it was an accident, maybe. Yeah. But, like, he still yeah. did, so... Maybe we could ask the blacksmith to come with us with yeah. the blade to Yvonne's apartment. I feel like we it should... Just show- oh, like- wait, wait, wait. We're right yeah. near the wine cellar with the thing on the wall. Yeah. We could show him that first. Because it's, like, on the same street. That's true. Should we try Maybe that first? we just like fill him in yeah. on kind of what happened. Like this is yeah. like a crazy story. This is what we've seen today. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? What, what yeah. is that? What is the outcome that you want? Mm-hmm. Is the outcome that you want to convince him to come with you with the blade? Yes, I think that is yeah. the outcome. I think we want to convince him. We want to tell him everything that we have experienced and convince him that like what he experienced is something that is like a thing that happens, and mm-hmm. this is what's happening right now, but. Like, we can't figure out exactly how to stop it, but we believe that from what we've learned, the the opposite deity or the opposite reaction might be able to put in control the other elements so that we feel mm-hmm. like his connection with fire is the thing that will be able to sever the connection or at least, like, weaken or eliminate it 
with this poet's connection with the goddess of ice and snow and because like it's like it's just different because like his connection is create is like killing people so i think that i think that's our goal right do you think that feels here yeah like convince yeah. him to believe what we believe and want yeah to help. and to help us yeah i think i need either an inspiration push or a steel push from one of you okay to like win him over I feel like okay. I could do the inspiration if we want because, like, someone I love has died. And I could be like, I, I don't want yeah. anyone else to have to go through this. Like, she had no connection to this and was, like, an innocent mm-hmm. death. Yeah, so tell me, tell me, I mean, you can you show him all the evidence you want, but tell mm-hmm. me, what is the what is the kind of inspirational thing that you say to him that wins him over? Like, I have seen many things in my life and some things you cannot explain and some things you are not chosen for, but clearly you have been chosen with this skill and you can do some good with it. We want no more innocent lives to be taken. Love it. Love it. Mm, so he beautiful. agrees to he agrees to to join you. Some something yes. about the two Love of you it. has convinced him that I think it's I I think it's actually that you like have provided some explanation for this thing that has been inexplicable his entire life. Mm-hmm. And like that there might be some purpose to it other than his own success. Which I think he always questioned, like, could that possibly be it? Like, is that is that the only reason this happened? Like, did something want me to be successful? Um, and I think maybe it's this is mm-hmm. him, like, saying, okay, so, th- so this is actually what I meant to do. This is responsibility now that he's right, been given right. that type of gift. Yeah, okay, cool. Did we ask his name, by the way? I can't even remember. <laughs> oh, his name is Jean Patin. Jean Patin. Okay. Okay. And he does not refer to himself as Le Duc de Feu. The, he always makes uh-huh. it clear that the that Le Duc de Feu is the dagger. Not he's not mm. like calling himself that. Okay. He would never. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Could not presume. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, he like mm-hmm. takes it off. The, he takes it down off the wall mm-hmm. and like sticks it in his like belt, um, hiding the blade. Oh my god, I can so picture it's it exactly. Not... It's like a pitch dark room except for the blade, and then he like pulls totally. it down and he like holsters it. Oh, this is like a hero <laughs> moment, you know? Yeah. That's great. But it's not hot anymore? Like it doesn't melt. It's not hot anymore. No, it just glows wow. it glows like it is on fire. Cool. Yeah. Very Lord of the Rings. <gasps> oh yeah. so cool. Yes, <laughs> right? I didn't choose to be chosen, but I am chosen. Oh my god! Okay, yeah, cool. Who it. knew Jean Patin, the hero <laughs> of the story? I know <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I think then new team member on board. Yeah, I think we. I think you're right. I think we should go to the wine a merchant first. If yeah. it's the open, just to see, like, if the symbol is still there, if like I don't know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, touching the blade to it does something, just to see. All right, so you're close by. You mm-hmm. walk over. It's still the door is still open. It doesn't seem like anybody has like no, but nobody has figured this out to the point that they've like ransacked this place. But they could. We should have told the occult students just like let them clear it out. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rewind. Uh-huh. Um, and you go in. Okay. The symbol is still there. Still there. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else has changed though. It looks still. My money is yeah. still. Okay. Okay. So yeah, can... the money is still sitting on the counter. <laughs> um. Can we have Jean go up to the symbol? Cool. Tap, tap with the blade. Yep. Yeah, so he pulls out the dagger, mm-hmm. and he, like, touches it up to the symbol, mm-hmm. and it immediately, like, melts and drips down the wall. <gasps> yes! Yes! Okay. That's great. <laughs> and he looks, he, he like, looks shocked, right? Like, he's, he's like, uh-huh. even though he's, like, bought in, he's still, like, not, this, this all like, still seems very shocking whoa. to him, yes. Okay. okay. All right. So I think, you know, we take a moment to be like to to bolster him a little further to even to be like, this is a sign that we are on the right path. And now we have to kind of go into the belly of the beast because I think we should go to the poet's apartment. Yeah. Before a new day. happens. Agree? Yeah. 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 Let's just get him now. You know, like just barge in. Or should it be more like tap, tap, tap? Like I thought about what you said. I need to see the duchess myself. Yeah. And then you guys barge in. Yeah. I like that. Let's go. I mean, there. okay. So, yeah. so, so, what? What's uh-huh. your plan? What are you? What mm-hmm. are you attempting to do? So, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we're gonna, we're gonna. I'm gonna ask the combat question before yeah. you initiate combat. Like, what? Yeah. What is your goal? Yeah, I think we should go and see if. Here's my thought. So, I think we should go yeah. and see if, um, yes, uh, Manu goes. You know, 
you can be like, I've been thinking about this since our conversation. I need to see, I need to meet this duchess. I need to see her. Like, can you call her? Mm-hmm. Can you bring her in? Yeah. Because then we will try and like dagger her. Yeah. I think it has to be tonight. Yes. And if he won't do it or if he can't do it, then we might just have to kill him. Yeah. Like you we know. kill the duchess. If we can't kill the duchess, uh-huh. we kill the conduit. Yeah. Right, because that's the other thing they said was like, (laughs) you know what? This guy sounds like a major creep, even in 1895 (laughs) Paris. And I, no one's gonna miss him. No one. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like I get it. Just because you write terrible (gasps) poems and are a weirdo, you don't deserve to die. But like, maybe. And if we don't want to get caught, we just pin it on the dad. He killed him. Charles Danton. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He hated him. He killed him. It was not us. Yeah. It's always that possibility. All right, so mm-hmm. you you uh, with the blacksmith in tow, you get into the carriage, <laughs> and you you set off to um, back to the Latin Quarter, uh-huh. and you arrive at Yvonne Michelet's apartment, and um, with Rose and Jean trailing slightly behind, Manu goes to the door. Am I going in by myself, or are the two of us going? It's better if it's just me, huh? I think you're going in, and then we're kind of, like, sneaking in behind. Yeah, like, you'll just stand right outside the door, so you can uh-huh. hear if, like, he decides to bring her or not. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> A flurried knock, 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 knock on the door. Urgent. Yes, yes. Who is it? Who is it? Yvonne, it is I. It is me, Manu. Oh. And there's, like, a, a, a like a, a kind of cheeriness in his voice when he hears. Ew. And he he opens the door. Uh, he comes to the door, opens it up, and he's still he's still uh, shivering. Um, but when he sees you, he has this like big smile on his face. He says, oh, uh, Manu, uh, it, 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 it is it, it is it is good to see you again. It it, it is late. Uh, are, have you come for 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 the the, the drink we, we discussed? Yes, but also for something else. And I think he goes in for, like, the French double kiss, you know? And she's like, oh, my God, I can't do that. But she, like, puts the back of her hand on his face. He was like, oh, you are still so cold. I have decided I must meet the Duchess. Oh, well, uh, okay, well, come in, come in, come in. Um, And he he ushers you inside. And he goes to, like, pour you a glass of wine and bring it over to you. Says, please, please, sit down. And he kind of, like, ushers you to the couch. It's also creepy. Um, oh, merci. So, and she like leans forward, like, like um, elbows perched on her knees, like very eager. And is like, so, I'm ready to meet the Duchess. You, you, you know, I, I've, 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 been, I've been thinking, and 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 perhaps I, perhaps I, I, I don't, I don't need the, the Duchess anymore. Per, per, perhaps, perhaps you, you could be my muse. I am, I, I am, I am shocked. I am, I'm so flattered. But I don't you think? Imagine the art that we could create together with the Duchess. But but I I, I what I, what if I don't? And he, his voice is starting to raise now. What 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 if I don't want to 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 call her? What if what if what if I don't want you to meet her? And then she like just acts confused. But but why? Why why do you care so much about the Duchess? Why 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 do you not care about me? And his voice is like now it's like he's like yelling. Oh shit. Uh. So she's kind of like, shh, 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 of course I care about you. You have, you have inspired me in, to think about love and art in, in these new ways. Well, then, then, then I shall, I shall forget about the, the Duchess and I shall forget about Denise and, and, and. Fuck, no, no. <laughs> and perhaps, and perhaps we can just make, you know, perhaps I can just be inspired by, by, by you and, and your beauty and, and your grace. And you remember those are like the same words that he said about Denise, like that she was she her beauty and her grace. Oh, you guys can like come burst through the door at any time. He's like moving toward the couch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I definitely yeah. think that okay. you would have heard this. Uh, yeah. So, so if you do okay. want to come bursting in, you're welcome yeah. to. Manu's gonna yeah. like stand up and do a dramatic like hand out like, oh wait, uh-huh. this is important. We should not rush this. As a like, <laughs> get the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, and I, I think he, I think he, when you like reach your hand out, I think he like knocks your hand away, um, and it like knocks the drink out of your hand as well, and so you hear the glass shatter, and oh, the God. wine spills on the floor. Okay. Rose. So I mean, the moment we hear like the glass break, 
Like yeah. I think that the that Jean and Rose come come bursting in, and I think you know Rose will come first, and she like rushes across the room to where he's like you know whatever gesticulating wildly and I think and she she reaches out and she grabs him by the wrist like really tightly and and she says um and so she grabs by the wrist really tightly and she says bring us the duchess now just with steel okay Mm -hmm. I think we are going to I think we have to start combat here because I don't he's not going Mm -hmm. to agree to that um so as you grab his arm he reaches down and pulls a knife from his waistband as well. Ooh, from um, his many waistbands? Because he's probably wearing six pairs of pants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he reaches under yeah. bo- multiple jackets yes. and pulls out like a long, a long knife. Okay. Um, all right. So you have to decide again mm. what your objective is. Okay. So I'm going to run through these again really quickly. Yes. The first one is kill. Mm-hmm. Render helpless, mm-hmm. gain surrender, beat up, block, drive away, escape, escape with a captive, gain an item, overrun, topple. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, can you read me the first three first again? Kill, render helpless, gain surrender. Um, okay. I think then... I mean, and I think you would... Yeah. I th- like, I think you would have heard some of the conversation. Like, he seems mm-hmm. very hesitant to call on the Duchess and also seems somehow to have shifted his attention to Manu from Denise. My goal is to kill this sucker. Like, I shall not be the object of whatever creepy shit he's doing. Yeah. Right, you, you have you have to agree on one. So if yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If, oh no, I know. I so because I think we have like to agree. Okay, you know, I think that you know, Rose has like no overarching desire to kill anybody, but at the mm-hmm. same time, like hearing that you know he doesn't want to call on the Duchess anymore, great. But if he's changing his fixation to Manu, that doesn't mean that he's not gonna lean on her again. Like, so yeah. I do think that. I think that in that moment, Rose recognizes the thing that she needs to do is to eradicate this conduit entirely. So I think her objective is to kill. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And John, of course, will follow along. So, um, so the next thing you have to do is, after defining your objective, is to declare your spend. Okay. Um, so this is once again fighting, and you have to decide how much you want to spend to add to your fighting role. Okay, so I had five initially, and then I used three on the thugs, and Correct. now I only have two left, so I will use all two. Okay. And I have six. Should mm-hmm. I use four? Because then I'm going to pass no matter what. Is that right? Uh, you don't know what the difficulty is. Also, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I don't know whether you want to save any. So it's not just like if I roll a one plus four, then that's five, mm-hmm. and that's enough. Well, if the difficulty is five or less, then yes, mm-hmm. it is. You just don't know. Oh, what the, you don't know right. how difficult uh, Yvonne is to kill. <laughs> yeah. You don't oh. think he? I mean, he doesn't seem like a like a particularly, um, you know, apt adept fighter. But okay, I'll do four then. Okay. Four fighting. Okay. So should I roll? Uh, yeah, go for it. Both of you okay. can roll. Okay. All right. Oh. Okay. <gasps> Ooh, four. So six. <laughs> Nice. And I got six plus four, so ten. Whoa. Oh, wow. All right. So, <laughs> She's like, um, Jean, give me the blade. <laughs> Actually. Yeah, so what's the, what's the, well, I'm, I'm doing this not exactly mm-hmm. like I should. So we'll start with you, um, Rose. Mm-hmm. Describe, um, once he pulls out the blade, what do you do to him? Uh-huh. Um, I think, you know, she has her hand on his wrist. And I think that she wrenches it down because she's trying to destabilize him because she doesn't have a knife in her hand. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to get him like down incapacitated. So you don't have a knife in your hand, but you do have your tool belt on. I do have my tool belt. Yes. Some scalpels. Yeah. And I don't know if it, Eric, that's too many actions, but like trying to pull him down and I guess I could reach no, no, inside. That's good. Okay. So you kind of, kind of like, wrench him down and he kind of like kind of like spins and his like you definitely seem to have like a hold of his arm and he's kind of like swinging the knife wildly Manu what do you do she is gonna look at Jean and be like 
quick the blade and like look at him in the eyes like I really mean it like really hand me your sword yeah uh, he Does he like he rushes over and gives it to you yeah she's gonna try to stab him in the heart with the blade all right so you you yeah you plunge the knife into uh, into his heart and you feel you feel it start to kind of like heat up and burn the the, the hilt of the knife and it starts to smoke as if as if like fire and ice are coming together and like steam starts to come out and he falls back he falls backwards onto the couch and it's kind of like grasping at his chest and then his his eyes like flick to your face but then like further upward as if he's like seeing something in his vision okay and he's no longer shivering anymore and he says the duchess you're you're here, Duchess. You're... No. No, don't. Don't, Duchess. Don't. Don't. Don't hurt Denise. Don't hurt Denise. Oh, shit. And then oh, he no. collapses and dies. <gasps> um. So, Manu, I need you to roll me a composure check for the, oh. um, the possible shock. You just killed a person. Remember that if you get another shot card, I you go, go insane. Yeah. Yes. Though I will say before before we do that, let's look back at your two shot cards. Remind me what they are. Oh no, dread from the date with him minus one presence minus one focus, and then major shock collie wobbles minus one. But I can nullify number minus one collie wobbles to focus tests can nullify by consequences of a previous setback. I mean, I think I think that I'm gonna I think I'm gonna nullify that one because okay. I think you have just nullified the consequences of him shifting his focus to you okay um and so you can get rid of that card so i have one shock now so you now just have one mm-hmm. shock which oh, is dread cool. okay um but i need you to make me a composure test you're going to take a minus one on it because of dread mm-hmm. but then then we'll see whether you can lower dread to unease um, okay. but you can also tell me how many you want to spend yeah so i still have seven so i'm gonna spend four or five i don't know five let's do five Okay. Well, then I'm really low. Let's do four. Sounds good. Go ahead. So I still have three left. Okay. Oh god, I got a one. So four total. Four total is a failure. Um, go ahead and roll again. Five. Okay, so you keep dread uh, because okay. it you didn't roll an even number, and you are now going to gain a touch of the shake. So you are still at two. So you still have dread, and you mean two cards. Yes, two shot cards. Okay. Um, let me read a touch of dread to you. Oh, sorry, not a touch of dread, a touch of the shakes. Oh, okay. Um, so it's minus one to focus test, so you now have a minus two to focus tests, okay. right? And you can discard a touch of the shakes by engaging in a restful activity, which does oh. not seem in the cards at the moment. <laughs> no. Take a quick nap. <laughs> she survives she's gonna go sleep for like three days (laughs) and I think Jean at this point is like in a bit of a state of shock um, at what just happened Yeah, makes sense I don't think he was expecting his night to go that way no trying to make some tools (laughs) alright so um, what would you like to do or what do you say how do you react to just to killing Yvonne and then hearing him kind of narrate whatever this vision was that he was having. Manu is gonna like when the thing starts steaming, like drop it. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, it's like in him, but you know, like yeah, do that. Sorry, I guess listeners can't see that. But, like drop her hands and like back away from him and um, try to find something to like steady herself on. Okay. And and then just be like, oh, what have I done? Okay. And Rose heard this whole like. Oh, yeah, you're right there. Denise, yeah. like, yeah. you know, don't yeah. kill Denise or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that Rose, in a very intense way, you know, like, his body's falling to the ground, he's dead, um, you know, everybody's in shock. I think when the moment she hears that, that what he says, like, please, like, not Denise, he hits the ground, and I think that she goes over to his body, and she rips that dagger out, and she looks to Manu and says, we need to get to Denise. We have to go to her now. Uh, yes, yes, you're, you're right, yes. And I think Rose is, like, I think she's, like, stepping up in this moment, like, yeah, taking charge of this. Like, she says it to Manu, you know, Manu is agreeing, and I think she looks to Jean and says, 
um, I think I think she essentially asked like asked him to come with them, but like I think the tone is also like like I understand if you can't go this far with us. Yeah. He um he looks terrified, mm-hmm. and he like looks at you and looks at the dagger and says, "I don't think that I I can help at all, but take take the dagger, take the do what you need, and but please re- return it to me if." When you have finished, and that yeah, I think yeah, I think she reaches out with her free, not bloody dagger hand, and, and grabs him on the shoulder and says, "You you've done a, a greater service than you know. Um, I will return this to you myself." And I think I think then she reaches back from Anu and grabs her hand. And I think they just go. Like I think yeah. that's wait maybe like wipe mm-hmm. off the blood from the dagger because we're about to get in the carriage. Well, no, we just go. We just go. Yeah, we just go. Garçon has seen a lot today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man has seen a lot today. <laughs> I think we're going to just have to like um, hire him because he probably had a whole other job and now he's fired from it. You know what I mean? Because he's yeah. been gone. Um, but yeah, he so works I for think... the morgue, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you're right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if that feels right, like I think that that is like, that's what Rose like is like, everything is clicking yeah. into place in that way. And there, that's where the the Dutch is gonna go. Like that that connection between her and um, Yvonne is gone, but uh, she's still doing work. So yeah, that's where we need to be. Yep. All right. So you you take the carriage to the the residence of the Dantons, mm-hmm. and as you get closer, the snow really starts to pick up and it's swirling and like blowing um, kind of across the carriage. And when you get to the house, it's almost like there's a kind of like swirling snowy vortex around the house. And it's like, it's like almost, you you can almost not even see the house because there's so much snow blowing, so much snow and wind blowing in your face. Very frozen. It's very Disney movie. I love it. Yeah, I think in a slight change from what had happened earlier that morning, I think Rose will be the first one out of the carriage. I think she's not even pausing. Just door open. You know, like running up those steps. So yeah. you get to the door and you put your hand on the handle and it's ice cold and you, you look at the seam where the door would open and you can see mm-hmm. that there there's like a block of ice that's like been frozen shut, the door has been. Oh my god. And Manu is like right there, like maybe mm-hmm. even holding hands with Rose and it's like, use the blade, like, it'll melt it. Oh yeah, yes. Yes, I think Rose will take the blade and she'll like kind of carve it down like that, the middle yeah. of right, that give door. Me, give me an athletic check. Ooh. Um, and you can tell me how much you'd like to spend. Okay, I'm gonna spend. Um, I have five. I think I'm gonna spend like two on this. Okay. And let's see. Ooh. Hey, it's eight. So, cause I had eight. six, and then six plus two is eight. Okay. So you like slam the dagger into the ice, and you like you like pull it down across the ice and the ice just kind of like that that same steam that you saw coming out of Yvonne's heart when you stabbed him in the heart it's 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 like steaming up now and um the ice kind of melts away as you like run the blade down the door frame oh my god so cool all right can we wrench the door open then is it yeah so you okay. s- you slam the door open and there's like not so much steam, but like um, the the what your breath is like when it's cold, and like you know that like the that kind of like foggy breath mm-hmm. that's like all up the second floor. Like mm-hmm. as you look up the stairs, there's like this fogginess that's coming from this from the like con- the the like condensation all up on the second floor. And standing right at the base of the stairs, look looking like he was about to kind of run up the stairs. But frozen in ice is is Charles, um, her father. <gasps> like his whole body is frozen in yeah, ice. Yeah, it's just like frozen <gasps> in place. Oh my god! Oh my god! I think uh, so. I would say I think Rose, like with you know, again like you know, holding hand like with Manu like right with her. 
I think she just goes up those stairs. I think she yeah. goes right by Popsicle Danton and like <laughs> and just the, most, and I, the yeah. truest Popsicle like pops. literally Popsicle, <laughs> yeah. And I would also say in a potential like it's like not this would be maybe surprising for Manu to hear like Rose this way, but I think at this point she's like she's screaming Denise's name. Like, I was going to do the same. Her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So you rush up the stairs through the condensation and you see a room at the end of the hallway at the top of the stairs where there's just like like snow blowing sideways coming out of the room. <gasps> I'm like I'm literally getting wow. shivers right now. <laughs> um, I know in, my, in the hot so hot closet crazy, but... I'm like recording oh, yeah. Um okay. So what do you think? I think we just, like, link arms, and it's like we're trudging through a blizzard, right? We're, like, Mm -hmm. making our way to the room, right? Yeah. Like, sword out in front? Yeah. So you break, like, you, you, the snow is blowing in your face, and you, like, rush through the doorway, and both of you kind of get hit with, like, as if it was freezing rain or, like, sleet hits you kind of across the face as you, as you, like, go through the doorway. And you wipe your eyes clear, and you look. And there's a young woman, you think it's Denise, lying on her back on the bed. And standing over her is this, like, majestic-looking woman who has, like, an icicle crown on her head and just this, like, billowing white and light blue icy, like, fur cloak over her shoulders. And she's, like, reaching down over Denise... And it seems like she's sucking the breath out of Denise because you can like see that this like condensed, this like condensated, this condensed breath mm-hmm. coming out of Denise's mouth. And it seems like uh, this this woman is just kind of like sucking the life out of her this way. Wow. So I think we need to, and and when you when you enter the room, she kind of turns to you and she's also holding this like this like uh, like icy staff. Um, so I think we're gonna go into combat. So um, what are you? What are you? What's your? What's your? Uh, what's your intended outcome? Uh, to kill her. Okay. <laughs> I kind of okay. figured that would be the. Like, that would be the plan. There's like a render useless, but yeah, let's just kill her. She doesn't right, do anything so good. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're gonna do this the right way this time. Okay. Um, so uh, both of you are gonna declare your spend. So this is fighting again. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know how much you have left. <laughs> I have nothing. So. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're For spending Sylvie, zero. Like, um, two. And yeah. Manu, are you, you're spending two. All right. So let's start with, let's start with Manu. Or sorry, let's start with um, with Rose. Okay. Go ahead and roll for oh. me, please. Okay. Um. Wait. Like, can I hand... Can I hand Manu the dagger or no? Like, is that? Yeah, you, you can. Okay. This, we're, yeah. this is this is all very narrative. Okay. So, right. um, okay. if yeah. you want to do something mm-hmm. to like distract, so that yeah. Manu can be the one that, yeah, you can. Do. Yeah, I think that just I think that I think Rose is gonna hand Manu the dagger and like, and it's almost like it's almost like Rose's intention is to try and pull Denise like away. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm rolling with nothing. Yep. <laughs> okay. One. No! <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> okay, so you rush towards the woman and Denise. And you're, you, you like, it's in your mind you want to try to, like, pull Denise away. And the woman turns towards you and, and like, thrusts her staff out. And you get hit by this, like, flurry no. of snow and wind and ice. And Manu, you see like icicles start to form across Rose's face and like hands and body as she's like almost frozen in place. And Rose, you get the injury card hypothermia, <sighs> which means you lose four health. How much health do you have? Um, I have two. Okay. Yeah, I think you. I think mm-hmm. you. You just you go to zero health and you take mm-hmm. hypothermia. Okay, but that's reversible. The rest of this is discard as recipient of difficult difficulty four first aid test, 
after six hours world time in a hot environment. Okay. And you don't have any other injury cards, so you don't you don't automatically die or anything yeah. like that. All right. So then, describe to me what you want to attempt to do, Manu, and then we'll roll. So I'm conflicted between like using the sword to like warm up all these icicles on Rose and like mm-hmm. save her, but also like kill the ice queen so that nothing else she can't mm-hmm. cause any more damage. But it in fight or flight, it's like kill this witch, like just through the heart. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, so go ahead and roll. No. I also got one. Oh <laughs> Plus boy. Plus two. Plus three. <laughs> So you charge toward her with your with the knife outstretched and you also get hit with this same wave of ice and we black out. No no the girls no (laughs) No one knows where we are. Oh my god. And after what seems like hours or days the two of you come to in hospital beds. You f- you f- every limb feels like it's in pain. You feel like you may never be warm again. Like just you have this like deep chill in your in your in your bones and in your joints and everything like that. And the two of you are in the same room, and you wake up. What do you do? I'm gonna like reach for your hand and like pose. Are you really there? I think Rose will Rose will reach back to Manu and, and grab her hand and say, "It's it's me, it's me, I'm here." And and then with her free hand, she's gonna do like a quick pat <laughs> of her mm. own body <laughs> to see, yeah. you know, am I all here? Like all of my pieces here, and especially for her as a sculptor, like are her fingers still there? Oh God! Roll me a oh you, yeah, roll me a health check. Um, you have no health points left, so just roll me a, a flat health check. Okay, so just regular die. Okay. Uh-huh, yep. One. Oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah, I think you're missing I think you're missing two fingers on your <gasps> right hand. Oh, oh my God. Like your your pointer finger and uh-huh. your ring finger are both gone on oh, your right hand. Oh, my God. God. Okay. So I think in that moment, Rose, like, begins to, like, hyperventilate because she realizes that, like, she's missing some of her pivotal some of her pivotal fingers for the thing that she loves to do the most and i think she starts saying you know what happened what happened like how am i here her her voice is rising all right so i think the doctors eventually come in they inform you that you were found in the second floor of a of a manor house uh severely frostbitten and suffering from hypothermia you know they say somehow the windows of the house were open and the snow came in and unfortunately the other person that was in the room with you a woman named Denise Dantan didn't make it um so I actually need both of you to roll me a composure check for your failure brings about a tragic resolution but if she didn't make it then we didn't need to be there anyways we saw fingers. <laughs> we didn't know. We had to I try. Know, I know. Yeah, we did. We did. So I, Manu just feels like such guilt that like you didn't need to be involved in any of this, and now you don't have your fingers. Mm-hmm. And also, so remember that you have two shot cards right now. Though actually, no, you've rested, so I think you probably got rid of the. Oh, okay. The shakes. Mm. Yeah. Still just I have one shot card. Red. Right. So Yeah, so both of you roll me a, a composure check. Let me know if you want to spend anything. Okay. Um, I think I'd like to spend like two on my composure. Okay. Same. Yeah. All so right. I'll have one um, left. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that takes me I have two here plus two would be four. Okay. And I have three plus two, so I have five. Alright, so those are both failures. Um, so you both take um, another shot card. Yeah, it was a, it was six, and they actually both are continuity cards as well. Um, so they carry over, and so for Manu, you get uh, the price of failure. You can't spend improvement points, so normally you're able to improve between 
points um, between sessions, but you can't spend improvement points. Uh, but you can discard by pursuing a lead um, the team first learned of more than an hour ago table time. Um, so you should be able to get rid of it, but um, it will continue with you into the next session and you can't improve. And then for Rose, you get a Morbid Scene, which is also a shock and a continuity card, which means that you have two continuity cards. So you'll go into the next session with two shock cards already. You can't spend improvement points, lose one health after any failed test, discard by pursuing a lead the team has learned of more than two hours ago. So kind of looking, both of you are kind of, you can get rid of these by by like trying to rectify it by like looking back on a... Um, an old lead. An old lead, yeah. Okay. All right, you can so, get rid of it or cannot? Uh, you can get rid of it, but not um, not at this moment. So right. that's the end of our of our scenario. <sighs> Let me know what you think the next days and you know couple of weeks look like for the two of your characters. How does this how does this situation kind of impact you? Yeah, I mean, I think for Rose, like that that impact is immediate, right? It's like the physical effects. Um, that is it just her one hand that she's missing yeah her right hand it will say her pointer finger and her mm-hmm. ring finger on her right hand okay so that is like a big physical change for her and it's also like psychologically like very damaging um because right like this was the whole point like she mm-hmm. like lifted herself out of her life in these factories in america to come and be an art student here and in the course of one day like not that it's eradicated her ability, but it's like majorly changed it. I think that she has, I think that she has withdrawn a little bit. Like she's obviously like still, she's probably like on some sort of like brief medical leave from this mm-hmm. school. And I think that she doesn't, she's just sort of withdrawn. Like she's not really, she hasn't reached out to anybody. She's not really like going out or like talking to people. I think like once that she has healed a little, she's starting to try and sculpt again, but it's, it's proving like great difficulty because it's just not what she's used to. And I think that she is spending a lot of time with the statue that she had made months and months before that is causing her great grief. Mm-hmm. I think that she's really kind of a recluse right now. Okay. Thank you. And what about you, Manu? So Manu is like racked with guilt of like, you're missing fingers. Like it's sad that Denise died, but mostly she's like, oh my God, my friend just like happened to be over. And then now all of this happened. So if Rose will allow it, she would will like be there all the time. Like her nurse, like caring for her, like making meals, doing everything and like encouraging her to try and sculpt again. I don't know if Rose does Rose mm-hmm. allow that or no. I think like one every like four or five times that Manu tries to come by, she lets her in. But I think most of the time, you know, it's like you can tell she's there, but she doesn't like she just ignores the door and she like stays inside. So sad. Okay, so if yeah. if it were not for her opening every fourth time or something, then Manu would have gone back to the farm. Because her family is, like, begging her to come back. She's, they're like, why are you in Paris? Like, Sylvie died in, like, a, you know, something terrible. And, like, and her resolve to, like, keep living this, like, life of beauty or whatever is, like, very low. But, but every day she goes in and is like, Rose, let me help you. (laughs) But she also is like, she's not going to parties. Like, she's like, (laughs) for what? means nothing. (sighs) She's also going to go and talk to Jean. Because, like, Manu really wants, like, Jean and Rose to fall in love. Um, <laughs> so she goes, yeah. she goes back to return the Duke. And oh, um, yep. is trying to see if he could come up with some tools, like, fashion some new tools that would help Rose to sculpt. Mm-hmm. Like, that she could, like, put it on her hand and, like, hold things in a better way or something. Yeah, he mm-hmm. says that he'll, um, he'll see what he can do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have one more thing to add to. I know that we're Yeah, go for it. No, no, go. (laughs) But I also think that, like, all of this time, like, truly, like, in her heart of hearts, like, Rose, like, doesn't, and then she doesn't even, she doesn't say this to Manu because she doesn't realize that this might be something she needs to hear, but, like, she doesn't blame her for, like, what happened, but she 
feels like she herself feels a great deal of responsibility the fact that like Denise died like they did all this and it like didn't work and you know she's just sort of like there's just like a darkness there and I think like in the times that she is trying to sculpt and it's like not working like she is also dividing her interests like now she's becoming more and more interested in like researching this occult stuff like all these Mm -hmm. things that she didn't believe before because there might be like the smallest kernel in her mind that someone or something could fix this for her depending on what she'd be willing to give up or trade so very cool yeah i love it and that is where our story is going to end for now 